0: is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and uh, Joe Dickinson joining us now. And Joe, you've been on ESPN Central Texas before, but it was with Glenn Stretch Smith, who's off coaching in the USFL right now. He can't hear us, so we can really say anything we want about uh, about you know Glenn Glenn Smith. Uh, Joe, it's great to great to visit with you. Thanks for coming on today.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure, guys. I mean, and to be honest with you, I don't even know who Glenn Stretch Smith is because i just just him from my mind. It's all good. He can go keep <laughs> right on coaching right where he's at.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you've heard from him. I do not think he's enjoyed the spring springtime in Michigan where it doesn't get above about 50 degrees, and so there have been – a few complaints here and there, but it is fun to see him back coaching now. You, you and Stretch first met each other. Was it at Oklahoma where you would be the uh, you you are the offensive coordinator there? Um, and I guess that does it go all the way back to those days? Is that is that when you first crossed paths with uh, with the man we call Stretch?
1: Well, that actually started a little bit before that one job. Before that, I met. Glenn the first time I've ever met Glenn was at uh, North, when I was the coordinator at Northern Illinois and uh, and he thought he knew about tight ends and wide receivers and I was amazed that he didn't know very much. <laughs> I hope I wish he could pipe in here a little bit. Can we send this to him at the end?
0: He only calls late at night these days. He's, he's in meetings. Yeah, I mean, they, they meet for like six hours a day. I don't know what they're talking about in there, but yeah. they are talking about a lot. But, uh, Joe, you have become uh, what's known as a quarterback. I could call you a consultant, a guru, or how does Stretch say it? A guru, he likes to say. But, boy, oh, well. through word of mouth, uh, you've become known as, as, well, let's call you the quarterback whisperer you've become sought out uh, to work with these quarterbacks. And, you know, Mac Jones, you're known for and obviously working for him. But what's really cool is you get to know some of these guys when they're really, really young. And I'm sure some of these guys, maybe they make it to college. Maybe they don't – obviously they don't always make it to the NFL. But, Joe, it seems like you have really enjoyed working with people at a very young age is – is that is that kind of fun to catch them when they're twelve or thirteen, maybe before they before they uh, inherit a bunch of uh, maybe uh, uh, bad techniques and that type of thing?
1: Well, I mean, you know, obviously, you're, you know, it's just all about helping young kids, right? And it's, you get, I get various, you know, I get like you're saying, there was a college guy that I never worked with before from Nebraska. And now he came down to Oklahoma and worked with me. So it's, you would get them at, you know, I don't take as many young ones anymore, Matt, as I did when I first started this. But, uh, yeah, you know, but, but we still do, right? There's always, you know, exceptions to the rule. It depends on, you know, their talent levels, their desires and all that stuff. But I actually do have two of the, this is what, just, I'm glad you brought this up, two of the top. 10 years old guys. And I would have laughed if you would have told me I was going to coach a 10 year old and one of them lives in Beaumont, Texas. And the other one lives in Moore, Oklahoma or Newcastle, Oklahoma. And I'm telling you, I'm amazed about how, how good they are. And uh, so, yeah, it, it is. And I'm, what makes it really good is to, to watch their growth and try not to, to make mistakes with them to, to, you know, not inhabit, uh, you know, our, Cause problems with any of their 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 growth and uh, and and development of us being a quarterback and because there's so many of these kids that at such a young age they're so on fire about doing this. I mean, you you I was at ten years old, but although I met Mac when he was eleven, he tells people that I, I, he was eight. And I just don't believe I've ever coached an eight-year-old. So, but anyway, maybe. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it's an interesting uh, job. I've been blessed you know it's it's really good to
0: be honest what is what is mac jones at age 11 or 12 or when y'all when y'all when you first met him was he already a pretty tall gangly type guy we think of him as having the big the great measurables and all of that what what kind of i mean was he a guy that you could tell immediately that that the ball's coming out pretty, or, or was this a was this quite a long process like what were what what stood out to you about him in, in those early days or did you have any inkling uh, right away that that he could he could someday you know be an NFL caliber
1: quarterback well you know you never really know for sure but it was an interesting way that I met Mac and uh, his sister was I was doing a a camp for a bunch of division 1 players uh, quarterbacks and at a place called Saddlebrook, in a resort in, in Tampa, North Tampa, and it was not only was it a they did have a football facility, but they had a tennis facility. And his dad, being a Wimbledon qualifier guy, right, he he mm-hmm. had Mac and his actually his sister who ended up playing college tennis down at it. And Mac saw us throwing the football around, and he shows up over there and wants to throw it around as a young guy. and These guys are all, you know. I it the quarterback club, they were very gracious. And, hey, Coach, look at this little guy throw and all that stuff. He looked like a little tennis player. Because that's what he was. And then, but being a tennis player, you know, he made a lot of muscle memory things that uh, the racket coming out over the top, that means the ball is going to come out over the top, all those things. So uh, there was a lot of things. But you have no idea at that point that they're, you know, going to be – you know, but you never know. I mean, it just goes to show. But no, it's, you know, he he was a little skinny kid, not very tall. He just looked like a little tennis player, and the next thing you know, he, he is who he is now, right? I mean, he makes a lot more money than I do a year, Matt. I promise you that.
0: Well, he needs to pay you some of that. Uh, I, I... Well, <laughs> for, you don't know all him that... very well. I <laughs> just don't know him very well. He just. but uh... Well, now, what was, uh, what was that like for Saban, uh, uh, some of those offensive coaches, knowing how insular they are? I'm sure he had respect for you because you had been a college coach. But still, a lot of times they don't want outside influences and that type of thing. Um, were, were they pretty supportive of Mac? You know, wanting to to work with you, and as you continue to, even when he was in Alabama, I remember he came back to you because he wanted to work on some deep ball stuff and 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 really get together with you on on that front. What was that like? Um, because obviously we know his reputation is outwardly uh, a guy like Nick Saban. How did you kind of manage that with Mac to to work with him while also you know being respectful of the uh, Of 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 their coordinators and their quarterbacks coach and all that.
1: Well, you know that's that's a good question too. Is you know, uh, yeah, a lot of times Mac would come to me, but I actually went on their campus on numerous occasions and worked with him. But uh, and used the indoor facility and everything that pretty much anymore, Matt. And now it hasn't always been this way, but I would say probably seventy five to eighty percent, maybe even higher of the quarterbacks that are having college football are have being trained by someone outside privately. All right. And, uh, and the deal was, and I think Nick was a little bit more open. Yeah. With the fact of me, because I'd spent, you know, 30 some years and actually coaching college football and, and a little bit of pro football. Right. So anyway, so that, that was, uh, he, he, he was very receptive to it. And, uh, you know, it was good. I mean, we just went out there and did what we did, and it was very business-like. And it was, you know, it was a nice situation. And of course, guys, they have the best facilities. You know what I mean? There's, I, I'm sure there's some people that have a little bit better, but you know, they have great facilities, and it, it was just really everything about it was just first-class. Well, and in
0: some of these places where you work out, at like Texas high schools. Isn't it amazing how some of those facilities, whether it be Allen, I mean, some of these RISD schools are the same way. Um, It's almost as nice, if not nicer, some of these indoor facilities than some of the college facilities. I I bet it still continues to amaze you um, how you'll maybe meet up with a new quarterback or someone and you're like, you see their facilities. Has that been pretty amazing to watch over the years? And, by the way, has that spread into Oklahoma has some of that money crossed the border where you live, and uh, do we have some? Do we have a lot of indoor facilities there?
1: Well, there's not a lot of indoor facilities, no. But I, luckily, that I, I train at one in Oklahoma at a school that does have one. Washington, Oklahoma has one, and uh, it's not a it's not a full size one, but it's it's plenty big enough. You know, sixty yards, something like that. You know, as you can get everything you need. And but yeah, I'm amazed by it. Some of the Texas high school facilities, but if you if you know anything about football or recruiting or that stuff, you re, you you understand that. I mean, this is kind of the Cadillac of uh, high school football, and all across the country, none no, none other like it to be honest. The it's where Friday Night Lights came from, so I mean, they're supporting the habit here, right? I mean, it's uh, it's you know it's it's the big deal. It really is.
0: Joe, what's the first thing you evaluate? With with these young quarterbacks, whether it be in high school or when you're asked to to look at a college quarterback, you you want to probably like a golf swing, take what they're really good at, and and maybe not try to make just enormous changes. But what's the what's, what's your like when people think, okay, Joe Coach D, you know Coach Dickinson, this is this is kind of what he's known for in the quarterback realm. What is your what's the biggest thing you always? Uh, point to when you're starting to evaluate and maybe start to work with a quarterback?
1: Well, obviously, you know, there's a lot of core things that they have to the core values and things that they have to be, you know, able to do or, or accept, you know, have to take the coaching of, of change, right? Because a lot of people don't realize that they, it's just not as easy to do this as they, as they think. And, it's, and it's, a, you know, it's a process. And if they'll fall in love with the process, they usually have very good endings. Now, like you said before, not very many of them end up in the pros. Uh, quite a few of them end up in college football. Uh, some of them decide it's not for them. Uh, and it's just But there is a huge interest in it. You know, When I first started doing this, getting out of college coaching and, and whatever, when I first started doing this, there was probably 10 of us in the country that was doing this. I would say it's probably thousands are doing it now. So it's a little bit different. A lot of those guys just, it became a a very fad thing to do, you know, a kind of a chick business, right? They're like, Oh, I played quarterback a little bit, or I watched a lot of football. I I think I can do this. And, uh, some guys can, some guys can't. And luckily it's, uh, it's been really good to me. I'm going in year 16 and doing it and, uh, and I had a little break there when I was at Buffalo, but not really. We still, I still did stuff. So it is year 16 that I've been doing it, and people and would have told me that I would have seen or done the things that I've done and coached so many of these guys. It's, I've been around a lot of them, man, from celebrities' kids to Joe Montana's kids. It, does, it doesn't matter. I mean, there's just a lot of people getting training, and especially at the quarterback position.
0: Yeah, and uh, Joe Dickinson joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESP in Central Texas. One of your guys just won the state title, Hoss Haney, and, uh, out there in Alito. And it's rare, isn't it, to have a quarterback that, that has that type of speed. It's just interesting what people want in a quarterback. It's like they'll, they'll hold the size against you, and yet the college is just uh, the NFL, first pick in the NFL draft was, what, 5'10 and a half out of Alabama? I mean, and, and so I, I guess you probably have worked with guys at all kinds of different sizes and measurables. But when you have someone like Haas who runs the anchor on, on a state-bound 4x4 team, I mean, that just adds a whole nother element. Do you get into kind of the the almost the strategy of of visiting with them about like, hey, here's how you kind of need to know when to take off, when to pass it, because... I mean, everybody wants one of these dual sports guys, uh, these dual threat quarterbacks. I'm wondering how much do you spend on the mental side of all this?
1: Oh, we, we spend a lot. You know, we have quarterback schools. You know, a matter of fact, at the end of June, Mac Jones will come down here and we'll have a, a, maybe another pro or two quarterbacks, and they'll bring some of the Patriots receivers, and just like we did last summer, and to get in the heat and sweat, which they don't get up there. But we have quarterback schools, and, and we get into that, you know. But what I try not to do is to, to do too much that, that overlaps or cause any conflict Is what they're trying to do at those high schools. I mean, those guys, Robbie Jones and those guys at the lead, don't know exactly what their quarterback think or or see on each in each play. And uh, and so I try not to debate that very much. I just try to make sure to try to be basically what you would call if you were in the horse racing business, an exercise rider. You know, let, let the jockeys run their race, but get their horse ready to run, right? And I guess that's probably just – I don't know why that popped in my mind, but that's really – is you just try to get them ready to run the race. And, I mean, and it's funny because you said about Haas because he's definitely in a race, and you don't – there's not many Haas Haney's in, in the country. I mean, Haas is probably one of the ten fastest quarterbacks in America at all levels. It doesn't matter if it's college or pro or high school. You run sub – you know – 5 five six or whatever it is, you know, or you you run a forty seven split on the mile relay on a, on an anchor or whatever. There's that's just not heard of very much. So he is very uncommon. Not many of those guys out there. Uh, I think that's why he's getting a lot of attention. And uh, he's uh, but uh, anyway, uh, he just uh, he's he's just he's pretty unique, man. I don't know if you would want to call him the unicorn. But he's he's you know he's pretty he's pretty special.
0: Yeah, well, I'm interested because in I thought there's somebody from Beaumont you were talking to, and and uh, I've seen some stuff on social media, so it's going to be fascinating to watch some of your guys. Did Tom House? Did y'all ever? Uh, I just wonder if if you guys that are quarterback uh, experts and consultants ever compare notes. And I remember Tom House when he was a pitching coach. And I'm sure football people were kind of like, "Hey, Tom, this is our field, you know, but it was interesting that Tom made the transition into working with quarterbacks, famously Tom Brady being one of them and i and I'm just wondering if any of those odd things he used to do with pitchers, and I'm sure he brought some of those same odd techniques um, to working with quarterbacks, did you ever adopt any of those or did any of those ever interest you or did you just do you just have a completely different approach
1: no we I, i'm always looking to learn if there's something i can learn from that tom house that he posts out there or whatever I, i'm receptive to it um and and and, and tom's a guy that you know he's an old guy like me he doesn't try to convince everybody that he's a football guy he's a throwing guy right now he's he couldn't tell you how to do a five-step drop or things like that. He has, he had guys w- working with him out there that do that for him, but he, he certainly knows how the mechanics of throwing and all the things that, that he talks about is relaxed jaw, all these things that, you know, that cut, that cut off your, your force from throwing the football. He's very aware of that. Right. And he's, you know, he's, I mean, come on, he's, you know, he's unique in what he does and he's, you know he's he's made a great transition, and so if I can learn something from him, I'm certainly going to do it. And uh, it's not like we would call and talk to each other, but I'm aware of him. And he reached out to Mac and wanted to show him a few things, and I was very receptive to that. So it's uh yeah, it's it's good stuff. You, you, Matt, you're never too too old to to learn, man. You, you you're learning or you're dying. I was I well look at it, so I'm trying to keep learning.
0: All right. Well, keep an eye on these Baylor quarterbacks, if you would. They've got a little battle going on right now, and they got a baseball player who's really a talented kid, uh, former ba- a great baseball player. But I bet you do find that some of these guys that have done different things, that sometimes can help, like with Mack, the tennis. Mahomes was a great baseball player, played basketball. Um, I, you know, Romo played all the sports. I, I, I think this – Uh, parents sometimes get a little too specialized and I think these kids are you do you are you of that belief where you still kind of like it when you see uh kids uh girls and guys playing uh several sports instead of just specializing at an early age
1: well you know I was a four-sport letterman in high school so I would have you know I I do know this I wasn't very good at any of them but I was a little bit good (laughs) at all of them right I mean so with that being said and uh you just it's hard to uh, imagine not me not playing basketball or baseball or whatever in, in high school and uh you know and much less football and, and then run a little bit of track here and there but it's just no I'm not into the big specialization but I'm telling you what it's going that way because yeah. there's so many people training that way and you know, and you're talking about Baylor. I know that Baylor's recruiting uh, one of the kid from Beaumont, Roy Thomas Jenkins, who has offers and stuff. Not from Baylor yet, but he's a he's a guy that you know because Haas was interested in him, and then now Roy is, and uh, you know, and he's he's actually coming to meet me in the Alito area on Saturday, Friday to throw. Because I mean, he's probably visiting. You know, I don't really ask him. He's probably going to visit with TCU or some of that stuff up here, but. You know, that, Texas has a lot of great quarterbacks, man, and I'm just lucky to have a few of them.
0: All right, yeah, I was wondering. I, I thought I saw that on social media that uh, you may be working with him, but that's a uh, yeah, he's, he's that's one a of my guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, I tell you, it's fun. Now, do you have? Does Stretch ever get out and still run routes as a former tight end? Does can you tell us anything? Does he have decent hands even as he gets into his late fifties, perhaps sneaking up on sixty? Pretty decent hands for an older gentleman.
1: Uh, I'd be honest with you, Matt. I'm surprised he even eats with those hands. They're so bad right now. They're just—it's really bad, man. <laughs> it's not any good, right? Now, he's a big target, but hey, man, don't mm-hmm. get it away from his frame because he's not going to catch it. It's just not going to happen.
0: <laughs> just not—not not a great catch radius. Uh, but anyway. no, it's,
1: it's really weak, man, for a big, <laughs> big guy. So.
0: All right, we'll make sure he hears this. Uh, Yeah. uh, Joe, fun to visit with you. Man, continued success. And uh, we got some quarterbacks in Central Texas. I'll say it. I mean, this uh, Cash McCollum from China spring who transferred in there from Wimberley is a, is a really fine young quarterback. And some of these 24 quarterbacks, as you're seeing like 2024, some of them kind of are late bloomers sometimes. And I think they're, they you know, families and everybody's like, wait, why is my kid not getting recruited? Well, I mean, you know, it, it still could happen. So uh, happen. it's a, it's a it's a very interesting process. Joe, thank you for shedding some light on this and uh really uh really appreciate you spending time with us. We'll talk to you soon.
1: Hey Matt, thanks for having me on, buddy. Appreciate you it. bet. Yep,
0: yeah, there he goes. Joe Dickinson. And uh he was at uh, northern Illinois back in the day. He was on uh he was at uh, Oklahoma as the offensive coordinator, a great offensive coach, offensive mind, and then he became He's sort of known now as a quarterback whisperer and uh, does a nice job talking to uh, various quarterbacks across the state. Um, I mean, the guy we were talking about is truly – that was interesting to hear him say that, wasn't it, Aaron? A senior – a guy that will be a senior next year in high school, he was saying of him that he's one of the ten fastest quarterbacks at any level, NFL pro, uh excuse me nfl college or high school any place in the country this kid that's going to be a senior at alito next year i mean that if that doesn't put things in perspective and by the way baylor went after that kid too uh he has committed to tcu unfortunately still hoping he can find religion before it's too late all right it's matt mosley's show espn central texas and um we'll uh we got a couple things to. We got big Baylor news to review, Baylor men's basketball, and then a couple things I want to say on the uh, Texas.